Hi, this is Freddie Spencer coming to you after the German Grand Prix at the Saxon Ring. You know, the Saxon Ring is a very unusual place because it is, has such history with the Eastern, well, of course, when it was East Germany. The amazing crowds that it had back in the day, three, four hundred thousand spectators. Such history. The great Dieter Braun, very famous German Grand Prix world champion in 125. I remember the story goes that he was, when it was East German Grand Prix and, and they had, um, he won and they played the Western, West German National Anthem and I guess the crowd started singing it and the, and the East German uh, political establishment didn't really like it. But to be part of such an incredible history of, of not only showing human condition, but also the incredible passion and support from that part of the world. I know every time I go there, and I do, we do a classic event there a few weeks before the German Grand Prix, and it's an amazing experience. I've mentioned before how that the spectators sometimes 30 years after I won the German Grand Prix at Nürburgring, they'll have stickers that they sent a letter to me all the way from when they were East Germany to Shreveport, Louisiana. And sometimes the mail would take three months, maybe or longer, to get there. And there would be these amazing handwritten notes. And they were so appreciative for anything that they could get from you. They would have a signed poster, or, I mean a picture, or like I said, a sticker. One they wanted you to sign, or they would ask for you to send one. They would even put money in there. Sometimes a brand new crisp dollar bill. Sometimes the letters, as, as I've mentioned before, would arrive to me with only just the outline of the state of Louisiana and a star where Shreveport was and my name, and, and it would get to me. And so, like I said, 30 years later, when we do the classic event at Saxon Ring, and they'll come up to me and they'll still have that sticker and still so appreciative. You know, sometimes, and, and in that environment, it really shows you sometimes being thankful for the smallest things is really something that is easy to dismiss and it's so easy to overlook. And so I'm, I'm very appreciative and very thankful when I get to go back, go to different environments around the world and travel and see things that make me understand exactly how fortunate I've been, but more importantly, what we all share. And so, the track at Saxon Ring is not only in a very, it's a unique place, it's a very unique track, and we'll get to that more in just a second. But I first want to talk about the retirement of Danny Petrosa. You know, Danny, as I've said many times, is an amazing rider. Of course, he world champion in, in the smaller class, 125, 250, and you certainly expected that as he showed how quickly he adapted to MotoGP bikes that first year in 2006 and won his first world championship race, which was the Chinese Grand Prix, you certainly expected that he would go on and become a MotoGP world champion. But the, the great journalist Nick Harris actually wrote something very interesting in MotoGP where he said the bad luck that Danny has had. Seems like he would get so close to winning the crown and then something would happen like at Mizano with the front brakes locking up as they did, I believe, on the warm-up lap or siding lap, and then he wasn't able to get out on the grid after he had closed down the gap uh, to, the, to the lead, or was tied for the lead, I believe, with, with Jorge. 
And, and so there was, I believe it was horrid, but there was certainly situations like that. You just unbelievable. And it's certainly the injuries. But the main thing is, is that he's done an incredible job for the, a person who hasn't won a world championship, very similar to the great Sterling Moss in Formula One, who did everything but win a world championship, still is held in such high esteem, so will Danny Petrosa. And as I've said before, the main thing is he really went about it, what I believe, correctly, as a gentleman, as a professional, and did just a great job week in and week out, and I respect him so much for that. Now, talk about as we went through qualifying, we saw the Yamahs seem to maybe still be struggling a little bit, but they showed in qualifying in second and third place with Valentino Rossi and Maverick Vinales that they seem to be getting some things figured out. It's interesting, though, after the race that Maverick mentioned just how brutal the power delivery still is on the Yamal. And that's something that in years past, that power delivery has been um, one of their great strengths, how smooth the power was with that cross-playing firing order. But it also shows that they're really trying to get the horsepower out of it. And, and so the characteristics of, the, of where they're at with the cross-plane, we're trying to get that extra power, maybe with the electronics, obviously uh, not working as well as, as they would like it to with the new um, electronics that everyone's having to use. They still got some things to figure out. You know, I mentioned how in the World Superbike team is kind of the opposite of that, that the Yamaha support that has stepped up with the Pata team has really been a great benefit for Vandermark and Alex Lowe's, and, and they've shown that with their performances this year. I, I was just at an event at Goodwood last weekend and had a nice talk with Vandermark, and that's one of the things he said is that the consistency of their electronics on the Superbike has improved so much that has allowed them to be able to ride the bike on the edge. And it sounds like on the big team, the MotoGP team, they still have some things they have to work through. But what can you say about Mark Marquez? He is qualified on the polar, what, nine years in a row? Um, and certainly has won nine races in a row. But he's, he is qualified on the pole every year um, that he's been there on MotoGP bike and, and the others. And why is that? What is it that Mark... Um, has a little bit different than one else here. I think part of it is is his dirt tracking skills. You know, when I ride around that racetrack, one of the things I noticed, and I've ridden on a 250 GP bike and just recently, over the last few years, and, and I've ridden on a 500 a few times, a 500 Grand Prix bike, and it's, it seems like a small track on those bikes. On one of the modern MotoGP bikes, you're spending so much time on the edge of the tire that your strength has to be drifting. And that, in that first section, um, after you get through turn one, downhill turn two, three, but once you start beginning there, four, five, down the hill, six, and up over the rise into the waterfall, uh, the Ralph Waldman corner, they renamed in honor of the great German champion. All of that, those lefts leading up to it, is all about carrying speed, being able to drift it and use use as much racetrack, racetrack as you possibly can, and that's where Mark was strong. And he certainly showed that late in the race on Sunday as he opened up that gap over a couple seconds late in the race. But I think that's, that's where Mark is strong there. And he, you know, that track is not about speed. Um, it's more about momentum. It's about being able to do a lot with the bike on the edge and just little spurts, little squirts 
uh, of acceleration and then carrying speed up and over the waterfall and down the hill. And then the la that next left is so fast and the last corner lean on the front straightaway. What was, I think, also surprising was how good the Ducatis were uh, this weekend, and Jorge mentioned that. Um, I, said, I thought Dovey would be there uh, in the race, a little stronger than he was. Um, Jorge, I thought would be okay, um, but I didn't think this would be a track that really benefited his type of momentum, um, you know, carrying corner speed that he does. Um, because his is more about precision, not so much about really drifting the bike. So, but in the race, he certainly showed that he had the speed and he was right there. And it was Dovey, like I said, that really didn't do as good a job. But Petrucci, great job for him. He had shown that in pre a couple years ago at the at Saxa Ring that he's strong around there. And he put in a great ride on Sunday. But Valentino Rossi was right there. Maverick Vernali seemed to be a little stronger. Like I said, he mentioned about the power delivery, something they're going to have to work on. and But we'll have to wait and see what they're able to do. I think they're certainly going to get stronger. They got a little mini break here just a couple of weeks before the next round in Czechoslovakia. Uh, quite a bit different racetrack than certainly the one at Saxon Ring. It's a great championship that we have this year. Um, Mark Marquez is showing that he is strong in so many areas. We, that ride that he did at Assen coming through there at the end and just picking everyone off and just keep plugging along was certainly one of his best rides. And the one he put on Sunday, certainly not as thrilling as the one in Assen, was a great ride also. I'm looking forward to the next rounds. I hope you are too.